Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you are experiencing an unplanned pregnancy and you are considering adoption, it's very important to choose the right adoption agency. You need to find an agency that is a good match for you, your personality, what type of adoption you're wanting to do. There are alternatives to abortion and adoption agencies can help. We do get phone calls from women that are pregnant, that are calling, wanting information about abortion, and we promote adoption. Mm -hmm. And so we talk to them about all of the advantages of adoption so that they can become more educated than they were before they pick up the phone. Some things as a birth mother that are important to consider is the following. Is the agency that you're considering local? Will you be able to have that face-to-face meeting? It is great to be able to pick up the phone and call somebody if they're on the same time zone as you. That's Mm -hmm. something to think about. The other thing is, is that who's going to hold your hand in those really hard moments? How are you going to put all of your trust into an entity that you can't look at face to face? Right. How are you going to have somebody go with you to the doctor and to really build a rapport? Because you can only go so far... Over the phone. It's like having a long-distance relationship. Everything's great because there's. it's not real life. It's <laughs> not real. You're not dealing with day-to-day struggles. You're not... But heaven de- forbid an issue come in. Right, right. And that's when it's, it's sure. going to test whether it that will. relationship will So when, you, will when you meet the adoptive family for the first time, if you're working with an out-of-state agency, mm-hmm. are they going to have a fill-in? Is somebody going to be there? Are you going to be alone? So that's really something to think about is, is to have somebody who's local so that you can work side by side with them. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Does this agency, I try to, by the way, Ron, I, I do try. Now, I don't even know how this works. Say a birth mother in Arizona wants to be represented by an agency. Can she choose an out-of-state agency yes. to do that? I didn't know that mm-hmm. because I've only dealt with birth mothers who are dealing with either building Arizona families or my wife. or Right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yes, they can. They can choose an out-of-state okay. agency. Again, it's something to really evaluate. Right. What happens is outside agencies of the state of Arizona will advertise in Arizona. Hmm. And so a birth mother may not realize that, that they're an out-of-state out until they're agency. already in the program. 
Okay. So you'll want to know, too, if the agency has an office or they're telling you they want to meet in a public location about placing a baby for adoption. You really need to have the confidentiality of being in an office. I know that our licensing, uh, we're licensed by the Department of Children's Safety, mm-hmm. and they have said over and over again, it needs to be in the confines of your office because this is confidential information that, that you're discussing. You don't want it out in the public. You don't want to meet it you don't at a circle McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> okay. Right. You also want to know how long the agency has been in practice. You know, an agency that just opened their doors last year may not be as experienced as an agency that has been in practice for 15 years. Mm -hmm. There's a difference in working with a seasoned professional versus uh, somebody who's just starting. Let me give you an example. So when you go to a doctor, if you have a new doctor who just graduated and got her license and you go in with an ailment, what I have found personally is the new doctors will start ordering tons of tests because they don't have the medical experience to rely upon. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you go to a seasoned doctor, they do an exam and they can gauge from there and then order the tests that are absolutely necessary. Right. So you're only getting two or three tests possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So having dealt with somebody who is confident in their ability Mm -hmm. to understand what's going on and be able to execute what needs to happen, I think is vital in something as important as your health or an adoption. Wanting to know if you will have your own case manager or sharing one with the adoptive parents. It is my opinion, and my opinion only, that I believe that's a conflict of interest. To rep- not represent, but uh, case manage for both sides right. of it. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean, like like Sarah, one of our workers had talked about in the past, does that mean that she can never take a um, birth mother to the doctor That's not what I'm referring to. Mm -hmm. The ultimate case manage responsibilities. So in the hospital situation where the case manager for the birth mother is is there and then the case manager for the adoptive parents is also there. That way they each have their own advocate. Mm -hmm. Again, that doesn't mean they can't jump sides and help out. But as a whole, the practice is that each side is represented by a different case manager. Right. And Uh, again, that makes a lot of sense. It really does. I always say, if there's ever an issue, like the birth mother wants something that the adoptive family isn't in favor of or vice versa, and there's conflict between the two workers, I actually love that because that shows me that they're advocating for their client. Okay. And then I can step in and help resolve the issue. Right. Kind of mediate But I want the two. them to stand up and I encourage that. Mm-hmm. Are aftercare services available? That's something, again, our agency does offer. I think it's imperative. I think that just because a birth mother has had a baby in place for adoption, having that service is critical because you never know when you're going to need it. Like our moms can can deliver, place your baby for adoption. They can take a break, go on sabbatical, take a vacation, <laughs> and come back when they're ready right. to, to deal with any issues that arise. Not having that leaves you kind of out there floundering, not having a real resource to go to. Mm -hmm. We also will provide counseling services with the same counselor that they saw during their pregnancy at no cost to them as well. So if they come back and they say, you know what, I'm struggling, I really need some help, we'll pay for them to go in and have some sessions with Chris. So I think that's important as well. Also, you can ask the agency if they can provide references from previous clients. I know when you come into our office, we have 
a TV playing and it's testimonials of women that have gone through the program. And so a lot of times uh, I'll meet with one of our new clients and she'll ask a question about, she's like, oh, I saw it on the video. I didn't know that. Or, oh, Mm -hmm. wow, that really made me feel better. So we always have that playing so they can see what this is really like. And what other people who have been with you. Now, will you connect them directly if they'd like to speak to somebody or is that not something that's Um, Not directly. I mean, we have had um, a birth mother who has placed with us and we have had her sometimes come in and talk with a case manager there about her experience if she Mm -hmm. chooses to do so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Another question that I would ask is how quickly can you make an appointment when you decide you are ready to do an adoption plan many times you're ready to start then mm-hmm. you're, you're doing it you're you know you may be homeless you've made an incredibly difficult decision and when you're ready to move forward you're ready to move forward right you don't want to be put on a waiting list and say you know we might show up at tuesday between right. two a.m. and 6 p.m. Right. right. So, yes. <laughs> like the so, cable company or whatever. Like, yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> for instance, with us, when you call, um, sometimes we do same-day appointments. Sometimes we do next-day appointments, depending on what's going on. and Maybe what time of day it is when they call. Sure. Certainly. Yeah. Okay. And that way, you're able to get right in, and you won't be getting off the phone without having your appointment. Okay. You want to ask what type of services will be provided. So whether or not you'll be able to receive counseling services, whether you'll be receiving transportation to and from your medical appointments, if the agency is going to help you get on access or whatever state medical insurance you're eligible for, um, what type of financial assistance that they can provide, if they offer both open and closed adoptions. There was a huge movement about 10 years ago where some agencies said, we are only doing open adoptions now. We only do open adoptions. Right. And I actually don't believe in that stance. Right. You're you're pro open adoptions, but a hundred percent. Like there is there are those situations where I don't think that a woman should be forced to choose only an open adoption. And if she's just not comfortable with that, then she has a right to make that choice. She has that right to make that choice, certainly. So again, I am a huge proponent and when I have a woman who wants a closed adoption, absolutely we'll honor her wishes. She and I usually talk about it, and I make sure she understands what an open and a semi-open adoption is. And then after listening to her story, when she wants to do the close, then that's fine. We'll support that, and we'll, we'll empower her to make that decision. And that's a big deal. Another question you may want to ask is if they have adoptive families both in-state and out-of-state for them to choose. Mm-hmm. What we have found is some agencies only work with out-of-state entities, whereas our agency does both. We have both in-state families that are waiting and out-of-state families. Now, from a birth mother's perspective, why would, first of all, an in-state be preferable to some? Correct. And then I'm going to ask, obviously, why would out-of-state be something they would prefer? Um, It may be that they want an open adoption, but... They have this fear of bumping into them at the grocery store, which has never, ever happened to my knowledge. <laughs> right. Or I grew up in Glendale, and still <laughs> to this day, I think I've seen one person on the streets since high school, which was many years ago. 
once. Right. <laughs> and so. And so that doesn't happen. Uh, the other reason is, is they may not like the state of Arizona. They may not think it's a place that they would like the child raised in. You okay. know, we have a lot of families from Kentucky. And if you've ever been to Kentucky, it's beautiful. Mm. Rolling greens, the really? white picket fences with the horses. It's gorgeous. Okay. And they may just want a different climate. They may for want their child. Yes. They may want their child to grow up in a place that actually has four seasons. And so, yeah, we get it all the time. And so maybe in state, they would maybe see the actual uh, adoptive family and the child a little more personally and maybe arrange visits and stuff. Sure. Here then. And you can okay. actually still do visits with out-of-state families. Right. They're not as frequent, obviously. <laughs> They're usually maybe once a year. For the first three years. And after three years, they determine where it goes from there. Okay. But just because they're out of state doesn't mean they can't do visits. Okay. It's just easier if they're in state. Correct. Okay. It is enough. easier. And so I would say the birth mothers that really want that close bond, that really tight-knit relationship mm-hmm. are going to be more apt to choose an in-state family. Okay. How does the agency handle communication after placement? We do get this question quite a bit, and we actually have a situation right now where uh, the birth mother is not happy with the follow-through of the adoptive parents regarding the after-placement communication, and that is something that we do stand behind. Um, Not only as an agency do we jump in and try to... um, Remedy the situation. We bring in our agency attorney, happens to be your wife. Oh, I know. And uh, <laughs> great lady. <laughs> and and together we work with her and with the adoptive family to kind of remedy the situation mm-hmm. and get everybody back on the same page and understand what has been agreed upon and, and fix that situation. I think that, you know, the agency really needs to meet the needs of the birth mothers first and foremost. Um, as an agency to believe in the women and their right to choose the type of adoption journey that's best for them and their unborn baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for those of you that have questions about our agency, we are located in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, We do have an office located off of the Black Canyon Access Road in Phoenix. And we currently have been doing adoptions for uh, just about 15 years. We definitely separate birth mother case managers from adoptive family case managers. Our aftercare program is the Donna K. Evans Foundation, located in the same block of buildings right next to our office. We do provide references, and we do do same-day and next-day appointments. We also are available 24-7, including myself. And yes... I do get calls 24-7. Yeah, even while we're trying to do a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, We do uh, offer living expenses for those who qualify. We have both in-state and out-of-state families. And we actually use a program called Child Connect for letters, pictures, and communication after placement, which is its own entity that you can log onto a computer and communicate with the adoptive family that way as well. See pictures, the whole nine yards. You can get updates. That's awesome. It is our job to uh, really help a birth mother throughout her adoption journey in every aspect relating to her pregnancy and her adoption choice. Mm -hmm. And this can take on a global approach because adoption and pregnancy can affect every area of her being and of her life. So when you're looking to choose an agency, I think the most important thing is to look at these factors talk to the agency, and then go with your gut instinct. See where you make the connection. 
and ultimately know that adoption is a beautiful choice and you're doing something amazing. My name is Olivia. I'm a birth mom. I gave my baby up for adoption about two weeks ago and um, I feel like it's the best decision for me and my baby. Um, it was hard to make that decision, but um, I found this really good agency, Building Arizona Families, and uh, they have been a godsend. They are good people, and they do good things for people that need help, and I'm glad that God sent me to them because this would have been a really scary, lonely journey if I hadn't had them with me. Um, they've helped me get back on my feet. They helped me um, find myself and know that I made the best choice for my baby. And the adoptive parents are awesome. <laughs> They're good people. I'm glad that um, God put them in my life for my son and I know that he's gonna be loved and taken care of and that's peace of mind for me, so. The thing I like best about my adoptive family is that they're Christian and they are so loving. I mean, I have a good rapport with them. I know we've only met each other like two weeks ago, but we tell each other we love each other when we say bye. And um, I know that I'm gonna have a relationship with them and my son in the future and that makes me feel really good. When you do place your baby for adoption, it is extending your family because it's an open adoption and you get two more wonderful people in your family. And I don't know, it's neat the way that it works out. And I'm very happy for making that choice because I knew that I couldn't do for my child right from the beginning what I needed to be doing for him. So these people are a good thing. The way I learned about building Arizona families is I was looking up Catholic social services and um, their number <laughs> popped up right at the top of the of the search and it's the first number I called and they said we'll come pick you up today we'll do the intake right now and they picked me up they brought me in that meant a lot I feel very safe with the agency there they make you feel really good about your choice and because it's a choice that's hard. The thing I would tell a, a woman that's pregnant about adoption is that it's not a selfish decision, that it's a selfless decision and that if you know that you can't do for your child what you want to do for your child when you have them, that that's the best thing you can do for them is give them to a loving family. When I started the program, yeah, I did feel, when I first came in, I did feel alone. And I felt very unsure about what I was gonna be doing. Um, after coming in and, and doing my intake and with building Arizona families, no, I didn't feel alone. I felt very taken care of, in a sense. I felt like everything was gonna be okay and I still feel that way. I feel that these are people that I'm gonna 
have a relationship with for the rest of my life because of the gift that they gave me. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can call our toll-free number 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or give you more information. You can check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption, written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me, Ron Rains. If you enjoy this podcast, rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, thanks to Grapes for letting us use their song I Don't Know as our theme song. Join us next time for Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then.